Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the Dollar Mentor podcast series. Dollar Mentor is a nonprofit organization. It's a small establishment with a big mission to serve the community by facilitating awareness and education on common financial topics, encouraging progress towards financial freedom, and helping everyone thrive. Dollar Mentor is a completely volunteer driven organization. Neither the organization nor the people running it receive any compensation or economic benefits from the activities. Dollar Mentor does not sell any goods, services, or products. Everything that Dollar Mentor has to offer to the community is completely free. All resources and content of Dollar Mentor, including this podcast, its website, its lectures, and mentoring are for educational and informational purposes only. Dollar Mentor does not provide any professional services, including advice on legal, investments, taxes, and similar things. For expert advice or assistance that's tailored to your specific situation, please consult a competent professional. For general education and learning, continue listening to this podcast. We hope you'll enjoy it and find it useful. Hello, everyone. Thanks for tuning in and welcome back to the Dollar Mentor podcast series. I am Rumela, your podcast host. And I am Shanjeev, president and co-founder of Dollar Mentor. I am so glad that all of you can join us today for an exciting episode and I hope you like it. It's been a while since our last episode. So Sanjeev, I know you've been busy with something and hence the radio silence. So tell us, what have you been up to? I know I've been feeling guilty and getting impatient myself with the delay. (laughs) I'm very sorry about that. I got busy with creating our first set of financial education presentations. Nice. And it turned out to be more work than I thought, but we are done now. We published three presentations on our website to start with, and listeners can view them at www.dollarmeter.org in the resources section. That's nice. I know that you guys had planned to make educational material available to all, and it's great to see that your young organization is keeping its promise. So what are these presentations about? So the first set is a three-part presentation about financial planning. Okay. The first one talks about what's a financial plan and why everyone needs one. The second presentation dives into creating a tailored financial plan for an individual or a specific household. And then the third one reflects on the important insights that we get from this exercise. I see. And there's quite a bit of information to process. But the series should help anyone to learn the framework and do their own research and apply that to specific households. <laughs> but but financial planning? Really? <laughs> I thought you'd start with some more important topics, especially because this is your first set of presentation. <laughs> so mind if I ask you why you chose to start with financial planning? Sure, that's a fair question and I don't mind at all. Let me ask you this. What do you think would be the most important topic to start with when we talk about a successful and secure financial future? 
And by the way, by financial success, I don't mean having an affluent lifestyle, like a 10,000 square feet waterfront home, <laughs> private jets or things like that. What I mean is someone who is not constrained by money mm. to meet their life goals and priorities. So in your mind, what is the most decisive factor for lifelong financial success? Hmm. If you asked me 30 years ago, I would have said that a great career with a high income is a sure shot recipe for lifelong financial success. But, you know, I'm not so sure anymore. I see many families with ordinary jobs who seem to have everything they need. And I also see exactly the opposite thing with some others. I know, I personally know of people in high paying jobs often with both family members working. But if they still have to keep on working when they don't want to, then it probably isn't what you characterize as financial success, right? You are right. A dependable career, one with a decent pay and flexibility has a role to play. But the relationship between income and financial success is more nuanced than that. Hmm. And I will come to it, but before I do that, think about what could be the most important factor for financial success if it is not the career. Well, I have a hunch, but I'm not 100% sure, okay? I think some folks can make lot of money in the stock market. They are smart and they spend a lot of time on this too. I keep I keep hearing folks discussing stocks all the time in the parties. <laughs> I don't understand much and it seems that they can predict which stocks will go up quickly. Is this the most important factor? <laughs> Frankly, I sometimes do get very tired when folks talk only about stocks. Neither do I enjoy the discussions nor can I relate to it. <laughs> It will be relieved to know that stock picking or constantly buying and selling different company stocks mm -hmm. has little impact on overall financial success. Really? Now, some people may get lucky once in a while and make a fortune and it's like hitting the jackpot in the casino. That happens, right? Yeah. But for most people, this may actually have a negative effect on their financial success. Oh. Investing in stock market is important, but it is different than buying and selling individual company stocks. There are much better and reliable ways to profit from stock market. And oh. you can do it too and you don't have to understand or enjoy discussions of stocks and companies. Oh god. Okay, okay. I, I am out of ideas. So tell me, what is the most important factor for financial success? and don't tell me it's financial planning <laughs> it is financial planning is the foundation of a secure and predictable financial success oh boy obviously it's not the only thing but it is the most influential factor really so why is financial planning so important for everyone uh, i think it helps to use the metaphor of a road trip You have taken many road trips, right? Yeah, absolutely. And you know how important it is it is to have a plan to a planning and have a roadmap. Yeah. Because you need to know where you are going mm -hmm. and to start with whether you want to go there or not. And then you need to know how to get there, where to stop for food and overnight stay and so many different things. Correct. So knowing how to drive and getting a car is not enough. You need a trip plan for an enjoyable journey. Otherwise your trip will be chaotic and quite unpleasant frankly true so our financial journey in life is very much like a road trip we are going to a place where we haven't been to and the ability to earn a living is not enough financial plan is the road map for this lifelong financial journey the better the planning 
the more enjoyable the trip i see you know this comparison with the road trip makes a lot of sense and you are right planning is important for the trips i remember we had a bad experience in one of our initial trips but once we took a few we got better with the planning a- and the experiences were so much better i guess life is similar to a road trip with many uncertainties and we are going to take it only once so it makes sense to do the planning beforehand and we can enjoy the journey yes that's the way i view it too got it i understand what a trip plan looks like but what exactly is a financial plan <laughs> let's take a step back we need money right yeah we need it for basic <coughs> sorry necessities like food and shelter and medicines and things like that absolutely and we also need it for additional conveniences that improve our everyday living so things like a decent house dependable cars etc and and we need money for personal goals too for example i love to travel and i have hobbies and i know that some of these can be so expensive right and plus we have various financial commitments to others but where do we get money from and we often start with empty hand because most of us don't inherit much or get lucky with winning lotteries or can still all we have is our human capital yep. and it is our potential to earn money and the human capital is not like a lump sum amount that someone gives us in a single chunk we get it in smaller am- small amounts periodically as we work and also the human capital is not limitless because we are not going to work for the rest of our life our limited human capital is our only asset in our financial life journey yeah but doesn't it mean that the career choice is also very important because a high paying career would mean bigger human capital right well yes and no the human capital surely dictates what kind of lifestyle we can afford and should plan for it but that doesn't mean that financial success requires a high income oh and also a high income doesn't guarantee financial success but how is that i would have thought that someone with a highly paid career would be more successful financially compared to any other career that pays less right you can be financial financially successful or you can have financial stress in either case it is really about matching one's lifestyle with their human capital i see and people who are realistic about their financial goals and commitments will have better odds of financial success oh. so even a limited human capital or modest income can be optimized in such a way that it gives us what we need and this is what a financial plan is it is the blueprint of how to optimize the human capital and allocate it smartly to fulfill our life goals and priorities haha <laughs> so basically you are saying that cutting the coat according to the cloth is the secret to financial success right that's a very nice way of putting it first you need to make sure that you have enough cloth that is you have a reasonable career and future earning potential correct second you need to figure out how to cut that cloth that you have and make a decent coat that you would like to wear and it is definitely the starting point got it this is really getting interesting so folks let's take a quick break to soak in whatever we have learned so far and we'll he- we'll be back here again soon
When it comes to financial education and knowledge, many of us have a big misconception. We think that it's hard to learn about money and finance. It takes a lot of time, effort, and expertise. But is that really true? Do we need special knowledge for this? Let's think about it. Many things in life require us to have some basic knowledge. Take physical health, for example. We all want to live in good health, but do we need to be a doctor or a nutritionist to lead a healthy lifestyle? Sure, we need professional help when there's a health issue, but for the most part, the basics of healthy living are just common sense. Eat balanced meals, avoid eating too many junk foods, stay physically active, and do health checkups once in a while. These are some examples of common knowledge and sound habits. We already know these basics. If we can follow them, we do ourselves a big favor in terms of being healthy. Another example to consider is our emotional health. A key secret to happiness is to have good relationships with friends, family, coworkers, and other people in our lives. But do we need to become a psychologist or a professional counselor to learn how to be a good friend, a caring parent, or a loving partner? Again, we might need some professional guidance for specific situations, but for the most part, the essentials for a healthy emotional life are obvious. Show gratitude and care, listen to others, count your blessings and give back, nurture friendship, and avoid hurting others' feelings. These are some examples that we learn automatically through life lessons. These basic lessons take our relationships a long way. Financial health is not so different. All we need is basic common sense and some general knowledge. We'd need professional degrees if we wanted to pursue a career in financial industry or academics, but not for our everyday decisions. We'd need to spend hours in learning advanced topics and gaining deep knowledge about money and investments only if we wanted to pursue this as a hobby. Many people enjoy doing this and routinely spend a lot of time, but again, it's needed only if we want to make this our favorite pastime. For the rest of us, it requires very little effort to learn the things needed for a financially healthy and secure life. Things like making productive use of our time, living within our means, making financial goals, and investing for the future are some simple ideas. Adopting these into our everyday life goes a long way towards our financial freedom. Welcome back everyone. I know that I am enjoying this discussion very much and I hope you guys are all enjoying it too. So Sanjeev, let me now ask you the same question that you asked me. What are the other important factors for financial success? The most important one is setting the financial goal. A financial plan gives you that. Of course, your goals may evolve quite a bit as we go. But having a set of financial goals is essential. Okay. Can you give me some examples of financial goals? Sure. Some common financial goals are things like having an emergency fund so that you can handle unexpected situations like a job loss or car breakdown, etc. Buying a house can be another one. Oh, but what if someone doesn't want to buy a house? That may be fine as long as the person has done the math and taken, uh, taken an informed decision. I see. Over the long run, buying a house can make better financial sense. It's a lifestyle investment as well as a way to build assets and wealth. 
Anyways, what I mean is that if someone can afford to buy a house but decides against it, it should be a well thought out decision. True. A home purchase tends to be a common financial goal for many folks. True. Uh, what about saving for retirement? Is that a financial goal too? Absolutely. Retirement is the financial goal and saving and investing for retirement is the action towards achieving that financial goal. Because we tend to overlook retirement, especially in our early careers. That is true. But you won't be working forever for the rest of your life. Mm. We need to dial down at some point or stop completely. Now, in some countries, retirement can be taken care of by the employer or even the government in some cases. But here in the US, most people are on their own as far as their retirement is concerned. So that's definitely an important financial goal for almost all of us. Hmm. Okay, let's let's just say that someone has thought of their realistic financial goals and has made a list. Yes. What comes next? I mean, in terms of being financially successful? Once you have a set of financial goals, the next thing is to make sure that you are saving enough and you are earning enough and mm-hmm. saving towards those goals. So each goal has a rough timeline and a rough target amount. Hmm. So you must be able to save for each of them so that you can reach the target in time. Mm. Now, if you are falling short, then you either need to increase your income or reduce your spending. If you cannot do either of them, then you have to adjust your goals because they are no longer realistic for you. I see. That makes sense. So if you don't save, you won't reach your financial goals. As simple as that, right? Okay. So I listed my financial goals. I'm saving for each of them. That's it. Is there anything else for financial success? Well, there is another critical thing that needs to be done. You are saving money, all right, but that's not enough. Oh. You also need to make your money work for you. What? I understand working for money, but I don't get how my money would work for me. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. This is actually a very important financial concept that we all understand intuitively, but we most often fail to apply it to our advantage. Okay. And this concept is called the time value of money. Oh boy. Are you going to bring in Einstein's theory of relativity <laughs> into this? You know I left college a long time ago and I don't remember any of that. <laughs> no, no. Oh no. god. It's nothing complex. Uh, let me ask you this. Say I want to give you $100. Now, would you prefer to get it today or get it after 5 years? Mm. you are giving me 100 bucks <laughs> so nice of you <laughs> obviously i prefer it now if that's okay with you because i'm not stupid to unnecessarily wait for 5 years for no reason well why wouldn't you wait especially if you don't need the money now um even if i don't need it now why should i risk it by waiting 5 years you may change your mind or you may not be able to give away those five those 100 dollars after 5 years right things can happen who knows and of course if you are telling me that um, i will get 200 dollars if i wait for 5 <laughs> years that's another story i might consider that especially because i don't need the money anytime soon fantastic and this is what time value of money is so money is more valuable today mm-hmm. compared to the same amount of money in the future because there is risk in waiting yeah you would expect a higher amount in the future true so that difference is the time value of money ah, i see the higher the risk or further the future date the bigger the time value is so you're saying that money grows over time 
Yes, that's precisely what I'm saying. And this is what I meant by having your money work for you. Okay, I get it now. But but okay, so how do I do that though? I know that interest rates are low. We just refinanced our home. I don't think the bank balance is getting any bigger. How do you make my money work for me? There comes the third most important thing for financial success and wealth building. Hmm. Not only you need to save money, you need to invest it wisely so that it grows over time. Oh. And there are different types of investments and some are low growth and low risk and some are high growth and high risk. I see. And the idea is to allocate your savings between these two types of investment so that you have enough exposure to growth investments. But how do I decide how much to put in each type of investment? That allocation will depend on the timeline of your financial goals. I see. And it will also depend on your comfort level of taking uh, investment risks. And if you are saving for a short term goal, you would invest mostly in low risk things. But for long term financial goals, you will have more money in high growth investments. So am I right that uh, the certificates of deposit that you can invest in a bank is a low risk investment? Yes. That would be a very good example of a low risk investment, but it is low growth too, especially in recent times when the interest rate is very, very low. So what are the high growth investments? Stocks? But aren't they too risky? No one wants to lose their money in a stock market. Stocks are very risky in the short term, but if someone is investing for a very long time, something like retirement saving, and they're investing in a different diverse set of stocks, then the risk is much lower and it is actually worth the amazing growth potential. I see. And there are very simple ways to invest in stocks and without having to know a lot about stock market or companies and things like that. And trust me, you can do it too without any effort. Boy. Okay, let me add these things together. First, you list your financial goals that are realistic. Second, you save towards each goal. And then you invest your savings depending on the time horizon of each goal. Did I get this right? Yes, correct. If you are able to do this, it will hugely improve your odds of being financially successful. There are some other factors too, but these three are the most critical. And if you can do this, you should be all set to enjoy your journey. Fantastic. You definitely have my attention now <laughs> and I really want to absorb more. Now, I understand why financial plan and goals are so important. But how do I go about creating a financial plan? Yeah, sure. I'm really glad that you are finding this stuff interesting. And I can surely go over a simple framework for financial planning. Okay. But why don't we cover this in our next episode? And meanwhile, you can check out the three presentations on our website, which will take you through some of these concepts. Fair enough. You know, I was enjoying this so much, Sanjeev, I didn't realize we are over time. <laughs> so I hope the listeners have found this interesting too. I do look forward to continuing our conversation in the next episode. And until then, folks, stay safe and have a wonderful day. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the podcast. We hope it was helpful. If you want to know more about Dollar Mentor or have any questions, 
please visit www.dollarmentor.org or shoot us an email at contact at dollarmentor.org. Please remember that this podcast was not individually tailored investment advice or any other professional advice, but was strictly for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes. Stay safe, and we hope to have you back again for the next episode.